professionals. It's time to supercharge your career at William Peace University's School of Professional Studies, the smart solution for working adults who want to earn a college degree. Our School for Professional Studies helps you balance work, family, and personal goals with affordable, flexible degree programs. Online, flexible, affordable. Attend classes when it fits your schedule. WPU offers various start dates. So why wait? Take control of your education. Your future is waiting. Explore our programs at williampeace.info slash SPS. William Peace University, where your success takes center stage. We are rolling, 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 like Lip Biscuit would say on this Friday afternoon. Paul Ihander here, Chris Lee there, Graham Hill pushing all the buttons on the other side of the glass. Nearly, nearly flawless Friday for all of us here today. Thanks for hanging out with us. For those of you on the way home who just heard that 5 o'clock whistle hopping in the car, we are going to get you caught up with the five, well, most interesting stories of the day in our daily check down. Let's hit it. I got five. All right, so to appease everyone who has been listening for the past two hours, we did not ignore you, or we did not mean to ignore you, when it comes to recapping the locals who were dropped into the NBA draft. So I want to start first here, Chris, with the Tar Heels, Leaky Black, who got himself a deal down south. Actually, not really down south, just like to the west, like three hours away. You know, it, it was the most predictable deal for Leaky Black, right? Like, he's from the Charlotte area. He went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and he gets a two-way deal with the Charlotte Hornets, right? <laughs> like, so all of the, the the connections between Charlotte and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, uh, between Mitch Kupchak, Michael Jordan, and everybody else in between, and all the other former Tar Heels that have ever been a part of that organization, you just kind of always saw that, if the Hornets didn't use a draft pick on them, they were going to figure out a way to try to get them, get them at least on their training camp roster, and he'll at least be with them for the entire year under a two-way contract. So you'll see him a lot in Greensboro as well. Genuinely pleased about this when it when it comes to Leaky Black finding a landing spot. Just the same with him as a as a free agent signing, NC State with two free agency signings, Terquavion Smith, who did go undrafted, uh, you know, went back, fixed a few things in uh, pre-draft workouts a year ago, came back, you know, lit it up for the NC State backcourt, still didn't get drafted this year, but ends up signing a deal in Philadelphia, which I know you like, Chris. Absolutely. He showed some leadership this past year with NC State. His freshman year team wasn't really worth a lot, didn't get a lot of wins, only 11 wins that year. Turned around 21 year uh, this past season. And of course, he was a huge part of that with some huge wins notably against Duke at home back in January. And it really showed what he can do and what he can bring to a team. And so a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, who chronically need shooters around him, um, you know, he gets a chance to go there, develop a little bit, and uh, hopefully he can develop his NBA shot and uh, get a chance to uh, have more time with the 76ers uh, on on the floor, you know, in in the seasons coming up. And interestingly enough, with Terquavion Smith, his backcourt running mate. So think about this. NBA teams knew they wanted these two guys. This backcourt was NBA ready. They just had to wait until after the formal part of getting into the NBA was over. But Jarkel Joyner, again, this is the state backcourt. Both will be playing under NBA contracts at least during the summer league in the preseason as Joyner gets a two-way or a, a, a tryout essentially with the Atlanta Hawks which works out great for him because it's a full prove-it deal, and if he doesn't stick with Atlanta, 
at least now he's got practice run and plenty of tape to show off to international scouts who you know are always looking for floor generals. I think just like a lot of NC State fans saw Caleb Martin in the finals this year and, and making a run uh, with the Miami Heat in the playoffs, they're probably like, oh yeah, Caleb Martin, I remember that guy. I think that's going to be Jarkel Joyner's story in the next few years. Uh, Jarkel Joyner is an NBA player. Um, it, it's, it's a shame that he didn't get drafted because, as we were talking about earlier, a lot of it is really about the measurables, right? He's six foot one. He doesn't have a crazy wingspan. He's not super athletic and can jump over the backboard or anything like that. So um, he's on the outside looking in, and he played five years in college, so he's technically old, right? And in NBA, they like to um, – they like to draft you if you're 20 years or younger. So basically 19 or 20. And if you're older than that, then sometimes they don't draft you as much. But Jarkel Joyner is definitely somebody that we'll see uh, playing deep in the playoffs for some team. I mean, he's shown this year he can make shots. He can lead a team. Uh, he can play great defense. Uh, it's just a matter of finding the right team that believes in him and gives him the opportunity. And he'll definitely be able to make it happen. And leadership is shown, not something that's measured. Jarkel Joyner has leadership that he shows. Absolutely. And I'm all about Absolutely. that. Uh, Duke, Derek Whitehead uh, to the Brooklyn Nets first round. Derek Lively to Dallas in the first round. But also, as we talk about locals, another guy who went 17th overall to the Lakers, uh, high school in Charlotte, uh, Jalen Hood Shafino. And you put this down here for a reason. I know you did. Well, no, just mainly if we're going to shout out the locals, let's shout out the locals. Well, there so you go. We're shouting out the locals. That's why. Uh, yeah, 17th overall to the to the Lakers. Uh, he went to Northside Christian and also Combine Academy, which are both in, in the Charlotte area. So shout outs to him uh, for making it. So if you're deep into that, you know, the high school scene, you probably have seen Jalen Hood Shafino play over the last few years in the state of North Carolina. Well, you know what? Not a bad deal. They're looking for role players right now with the Lakers. And so who better to who better to be like the uh, the uh, the the bit player, too, than to LeBron James and <laughs> Anthony Davis? I'm like, okay. True. Yeah. No, not too terrible. All right. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. So actions speak louder than words. I'm a big fan of using that. But the commissioner of Major League Baseball says no matter how many people show out, show up and show out for Oakland baseball at this point, it doesn't matter because of the past decade when nobody showed up and nobody, uh, you know, listen, I feel bad because money does make the world go around. It's just a fact of life, folks. That's just what it is. And the fine citizens of Nevada, at least their representatives have said, you know what? We have the money, we're going to make you pay for it, and we're going to have a Major League Baseball team. And it sucks. It sucks all the way around. What also sucks is is that, you know, if this was actually a real, like, if this had been bid out, let's say the Oakland A's had been bid out, Chris, that you don't think that there might be somebody here in North Carolina who might go, you know, we might have room for that around here if all it Absolutely. takes is figuring out how to build a stadium. Just yeah, saying. I mean, it's, you know, North Carolina, I think, can definitely um, take care of, of a, of a MLB team and it'll be needed. Right. Because for so long, uh, we've been just between the Braves and, and the Nationals and you don't really get a lot of baseball on television Force around here. Fed the Braves uh, and Nationals. I'm sorry. Force fed the Braves. Force, and Nationals. force fed. But but, you know, it's also a team, the teams that people grew up on because there's nothing here. And so uh, I think that um, I think that's something that. Uh, would be exciting for this area, but I also can't help but to feel bad for Oakland, right? 
They lost their football team. They uh, lost their basketball team across the water to San Francisco. Yep. They're about to lose their baseball team. So Oakland, which was this great pro city, and you know you still have other pro teams in the general area, but yeah. Oakland itself, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how big the area, I've never been there, but I know just within the area, there are other teams. Yes. But Oakland itself won't have a team, and I kind of feel bad for those uh, folks in that area because of it. Oakland's a great city. Lived there as a kid. I got pictures of me running up and down the hills in Hayward. I'm like, it's it's a great town, but uh, only so much to go around. And again, as I said, right when we started this, money makes the world go around. And to be honest, have you seen the Cal basketball team? I mean, it's not like it's getting any better at this point. I'm like, Cal was like three and twenty-seven. I think. Shout every- out to- Shout out to Kyle, Cal because there is a, uh, a North Carolina native in, in Jalen Cohn who went to uh, Virginia Tech and transferred out. He's going to end up doing his last year at Cal. So I'll be paying attention to Cal simply because of Jalen Cohn. Okay. You, you, <laughs> you do that. You do that. One, two, three. All right. Remember the good old days, folks. And I say good old days, like maybe like 10 years ago, less than 20 (laughs) years ago, when we had raunchy R-rated comedies. By the way, uh, kids in the back, earmuffs. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, the uh, actress, remember Hunger Games? That's the actress we're talking about. She has or is trying to bring back the R-rated comedy with this movie that's coming out today called No Hard Feelings, in which, here's the plot spoiler, she doesn't have money. And has to date a uh, a kid of a family who has money and bring him out of his shell. And she wants to make sure that we are okay with raunchy R-rated comedies, which I find to be incredibly underrated when done correctly. But it's been a while since we've had any decent R-rated comedies. And I know movie critic Chris Lee, who is deep into American cinema, would agree with me that we are about due time for a raunchy R-rated movie comedy. You know what? I, I'm not a big movie watcher, but what, what would wait a get me? Ba- you you, you would said me- you were a cinematic, like a cinemaphile. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to documentaries, maybe. But uh, what would get me back to the movies is more raunchy comedy. Like I legit grew up on raunchy comedy, and and when I say grew up on it, my parents were okay with exposing me to certain things when they were around, and their thought process behind it was like, well, if he sees it now. And we can explain things to him, not let his mind go wild over there, then he's not going to want to get into it. And it, it absolutely worked. Absolutely worked wonders for me because I was a square through high school and most of <laughs> college. And so, like, showing the raunchy comedy to me early on just, you know, it made me not want to go in and get into things. But I grew up on a lot of those things. And I, I think that that's something that is mit- missing, as you're, uh, you were referring to. I mean, we talked about this off air 40 year old virgin. Or uh, what's the other one we were talking about? Hangover. Hangover, yeah. A bunch of other things like that. Like, that's missing, man. Like, we need more and more of these comedies. And I think right now, uh, a lot of comedians, comedic writers, uh, they're afraid of putting things out because of where we are with certain things in political correctness. Um, We can get off on a tangent about that, but I'll just simply say, while I do understand a lot of it, and people, there, there needs to be folks who are accountable for what they say and who they could potentially offend. I also think that sometimes people need to take comedy for what it is as just comedy. And if it's, if it's somebody who is like saying something that is legit to be divisive 
and they're not doing it to entertain you. They're just trying to be divisive and hurt you. That's one thing. Somebody's up on the stage or in a movie and saying something kind of funny or whatever. We're all being made fun of. Let's use this opportunity to laugh together. This is something that we're missing. Bring back raunchy comedy. I'm all the way for it. I was going to say, laugh with us, not laugh at us. Although, exactly. for those of you in the cars right now, it's okay to laugh at us. Well, we can take it. I got some thick skin, <laughs> but, you know, it's how it is. Anyway, I hope, I hope they're successful with this one because we could pave the way for some more raunchy R-rated comedy. I was saying, we, we, we could all use a good laugh every once in a while, right? Right. Absolutely. And I don't even care who number two is. Interesting story out of Tampa, uh, which is, by the way, the parent club of the Durham Bulls, of which uh, our company, this is the uh, the caveat, our company owns a, uh, a stake in. Tampa Bay shortstop Vander Franco has been benched through at least, at least, this was the keyword, at least tonight because of how he handles frustration. Mm-hmm. They want him to be a better teammate. While saying he's a good kid and good person, apparently he doesn't play well with others. 22 years old, professional athlete Chris Lee, benched because he doesn't play well with others. I'm not sure what you truly can do with that. Do you have to hire, like, team dad? Because the manager does not have time for this nonsense. And the players who, you know, are, I think there's, who is it on the team, um... He's hitting 400, almost hitting 400 right now. I can't remember his name for the life of me. I should, but I can't. It's, boy, there are things, there are there are locker room distractions. All locker rooms have distractions. But if you cannot get along with teammates, especially in a baseball clubhouse, then you got bigger issues to deal with. Here's one thing to just kind of keep in, um, in the back of your mind. Wander Franco, 22 years old, millionaire. Zion Williamson, been in and out. Of, of the press lately for a lot of the wrong things. 22 years old, just turned 22 years old, or either is about to turn 20, something like that. His birthday is somewhere around here. Um, oh, no, he's about to turn 23. That's what it is. Um, he's a millionaire. He's been having his issues. John Morant, he's going to turn uh, 24 later on this summer. And look at his issues that he's had. Um We've seen different athletes have these maturity issues, and I think this is something that's not going to go away uh, anytime soon, just mainly because of, think of like the time frame that we're in, right? With the age of social media, uh, it's, it's taught people to be a little bit less professional. Uh, with social media, if somebody claps at you, you've got to clap back at them, boo-boo. You know what I'm saying? Clapping yeah. my hands, uh, as people say, uh, as people do with that. But like, that's one of the things like you can't let somebody roast you. You got to roast back or you got to try to portray an image of something that you don't actually really do. Or you've got to use your money um, to really entice people to do things with you and for you that you probably wouldn't have them do if you didn't have the money to do it. And this is just kind of showing what the access social media gives us is, is doing to people, how it could also help uh, ruin lives. Think about all the athletes that messed up supremely in the early 90s or in the 2000s and there weren't camera phones around uh, to, to show or there wasn't this immediate reporting that could come out to, to out them as far as their behavior. They were able to take their lumps and grow from it and uh, not get publicly embarrassed. That's not the case right now. And so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, these kids grow from it. Wander Franco... Zion Williamson, John Morant, and others who may get in trouble in the future. 
It'll be interesting to see um, if further steps are taken for these big time prospects like this who are so good so early on and how they can be kind of reeled back so they don't get in trouble uh, in front of people like this. Chris, since you're a movie connoisseur, I'm going to relate this to a movie. Is this just not a modern day reboot of Bull Durham? With the you know t- what? With Bull Durham, with with the Durham Bulls being an affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays, this kind of feels like a Crash Davis and Nuke situation right here. Million dollar arm, five cent head. I mean, it, by the way, putting this comparison together. So Graham, I think you're doing this on purpose because I've literally never seen Bull Durham. I was <laughs> trying to get you to. <laughs> so any of these references you're bringing out, I don't know what you're talking about right now. Like, you could have said anything else, and I could have been like, yeah, sure. And it may not have had anything to do with the movie. Uh, I've never seen Bull Durham, but sure, maybe. I I guess so. I get where he's coming from, Chris. I do understand where he's coming (laughs) from. I wonder if within the Tampa locker room there's like a kangaroo court or some sort of leadership group that is able to handle some of these these issues and whatnot because they're able to police themselves. But clearly – the benching is only the first part. I understand breaking bats and throwing things when you're frustrated, and there is certainly a, a certainly a level of maturity that has to come with that. But I'm wondering within that locker room if there is someone that is able to like put the arm around him and go, "Hey, man, you got to get you got to get right here. It's affecting everybody, not just you, uh, but the entire team. And we want to get you on that same page." So benching. The Rays need Udonis Hasn. Yeah, yeah, and Udonis Hasn for the Rays. That that would that would be okay. <laughs> They, All right. they need somebody like that. Moving on. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600 All right, so a story coming out of Canada today about what's going on here in Carolina, especially with your Carolina Hurricanes. Apparently, there is a contract impasse between pending unrestricted free agent and my captain, our captain, Jordan Stahl, and the Carolina Hurricanes. He's coming off that 10-year deal, $60 million. It expires in less than eight days, in which Jordan Stahl could become an unrestricted free agent. And apparently the two sides are, at least according to TSN's Darren Drieger, who is kind of, I think, the woge of hockey, um, saying that someone's not budging. Either Jordan's not going to budge where he is in terms of the scenarios that he's put out there, and maybe he's put out five or six scenarios, not sure how many, or the team has seen all those scenarios and says, no, this is what we've got, and this is the finite amount of uh, money that we are going to pay you to move on and continue to have you wear the C for us. Jordan Stahl, of course, does not want to leave. At least that's what he said roughly a month ago. I don't plan on going anywhere. Um, obviously, been here long enough and uh, no reason to leave, but um, I'm sure we'll find a way to get a deal uh, done uh, now that we're finished here. And, um, and we'll uh, hopefully check off some unfinished uh, business here. So, as Jatovi would say, Kane's fan. Are you ready for life without Jordan Stahl? Mm. Something you have to think about, though, right? Like, you you don't want to see it happen. Um, and in no way am I advocating for Jordan Stahl to not be here. I think the Canes will be better with him here. Uh, but at the same time, for them to move forward 
and to get better. Um, one of the things they need to get better with is having more goal scorers. And for as good as um, Jordan Stahl is elsewhere, he's not known for just lighting it up uh, in the goals, right? Like he's just not, you know, scoring goal after goal after goal after goal for the Carolina Hurricanes. So hopefully over the last five years, maybe there's somebody that you have within that locker room that could step up in case this deal doesn't work out to be your next captain. Can Sebastian Ajo be that guy? Can um, uh, Andre Svechnikov be that guy to be your captain to lead the team? And you would hope that, you know, the leadership of the team, including uh, Jordan Stahl, has helped to groom these guys good enough to where, just in case he's not there, that there is a direction and somebody who could take that mantle and move forward for them with that. But um, you you would hope that the Canes and, and Jordan Stahl could work something out. As, again, I think he'd be better off as a Carolina Hurricane. The Carolina Hurricanes would be better off with him being here. At the same time, though, if they can't come to an agreement and the Canes feel like they have a better plan moving forward that fits within their financial uh, constraints, then they're going to have to do that. And it'll be a hard pill to swallow, but it's something that, as fans, just going to have to get used to. Yeah, I'm just not sure Canes fans will be ready for that. I mean, to try to get used to it, and you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago Udonis Haslam, that the Tampa Bay Rays needed someone like that. That is the Jordan Stahl equivalent in the Carolina Hurricanes locker room. When people speak of Jordan Stahl, they speak of respect. They speak of someone who has the gravitas. And you see that on the ice, too. I mean, when Jordan Stahl moves around, it's not fluid by any means. I mean, uh, no one's fluid, you know, on the ice when you're that big of a guy. But he understands who he is as an NHL hockey player. He understands who he is as the captain of this team. He carries himself like that captain. He wants to be here. He keeps saying he wants to be here and finish his career here. At the end of last year, I was just kind of always just mentally uh, wanted to play at the end of the contract was, and be relevant still. So I'm, I'm happy I'm still relevant, playing some good hockey and, and contributing. Um, and then now, yeah, just moving forward, um, just want to be here and uh, want to be a part of this group, love these guys and um, love this organization. It's been so much so much fun and so blessed to, to be here and be part of this as long as I have and, and the way it's headed. And I want to uh, I want to finish it off, uh, finish my career off here. Like his his head is still here, Chris. But I always wonder when it comes to this point, especially for guys coming off a of long term contracts who didn't get uh, what I like to call in sports the wine and dine. Right? You become an unrestricted free agent. You're a free agent. You get to travel around, see a few places. Test, you know, tap your toe in the cold water and in a few other areas and figure out, okay, is there something for me somewhere else that's going to suit my needs? We would all love the captain to be here, but he hasn't, he didn't get that experience, right? As a professional athlete, he never got to have that experience and he was content. I mean, he's content, but there's always, always that itch sometimes. I think with a lot of people, and we saw, you know, in the, what was it, what would you call it? The great resignation, right? A lot of people were leaving work and travel and moving around, wanted to work from home and things like that, and more power to a lot of those folks. I relate that to Jordan Stahl to where it, he's not resigning from the Hurricanes, but he's been locked under a decade-long deal to where he's, he's providing enough options, but maybe in the back of his head he's like, okay, well, if they're not going to come meet me where I'm at, 
Maybe I do go out and walk around a little bit, see what's out there, speed date with a few teams, and figure out if there's something reasonable for me to do, and then, you know, give the big kiss goodbye, the big pen in the newspaper kind of thing, saying, hey, thank you to all the fans. I love being there, and I'm going to move on for a little period of time. Are you okay with that? Well, you used the Udonis Haslam um, uh, comparison uh, a, a little bit ago, and here's the thing with that. So I understand if he wants to be wine and dine and he wants to be the pretty girl on a date and everything. But if you really want to be the, the Carolina hurricane of the, of the future, and if he does want to be a Udonis Haslam type of guy, then take Udonis, Udonis Haslam's uh, lead and the fact, like, back up some, right? Like, Udonis Haslam knew when he, like, had to take less money. He knew when he had to take a, a lesser of a role just so he could see the franchise he loved uh, to to go ahead and, and thrive. And if he wants to be a part of the Carolina Hurricanes, maybe that's it. Now, I'm, no, I'm not saying that he's in the state of his career like Udonis Haslam, right? Udonis Haslam is probably on that roster yeah. four years, five years too many. And I'm not saying that Jordan Stahl is, is any of that. He still probably has good four or five years left in him. But clearly, uh, there needs to be uh, an influx of new faces, younger faces, uh, with uh, some uh, scoring talent that needs to supersede what maybe he wants for money. And if you want to really be with the Carolina Hurricanes and see that happen, then maybe you have to take that step back uh, so you can be a part of it and see that happen so they can have room to bring other people in. Fingers crossed that while we've been talking about this, that the impasse is over, or maybe we get one of those drops over the weekend that says Jordan Stahl has re-signed. But hopefully, yeah, some uh, some reality hitting you in the face, Canes fans. The captain could be a free agent very soon. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.